Good morning, good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. I thought I'd do a podcast flying solo. I haven't done one of these. Uh, actually, I don't think I've done one since we started Top Fan Rivalry. Done a couple of Bill's Corners. Obviously, we got the the weekly review with Jackson um, Westfall. We've got uh, the, um, uh, the weekly gig with Sam around the diamond. And then, of course, obviously a bunch of teams that are represented. But tonight I thought, I'm sorry, tomorrow I thought this morning, gosh, what is wrong with me this morning? Maybe I didn't wake up. Maybe I haven't had enough caffeine this morning. This morning, I thought I would just kind of go through some things and just kind of have a nice conversation with everybody. And I'm curious to see how everybody feels about these things. We're going to talk about a couple of the divisions. We're going to talk about some rule changes. We're going to talk about free agency market. We're going to talk about teams that haven't done a lot in the offseason. But let's start with the free agency market. That's the easy one and, and what's on everybody's mind. There's still several, several really, really good free agents out there. Um, that will make an impact uh, to different teams, teams that are either trying to rebuild and reload or teams that are trying to just get into the playoffs or teams that have gotten into the playoffs and are now trying to go deep into the playoffs. So here we go. Gary Sanchez behind the dish. Gary Sanchez obviously is a good catcher. Um, he also has got a little pop in his bat. He doesn't hit for average as much as you would like him to, but he does have some pop in his bat. He is a free agent. He played for Minnesota last season. He's got an opportunity there. Um, not a bad pickup if you're looking for a catcher uh, with a little bit of, of pop, if you need some pop in your stick, in your lineup. Uh, then you got Josh Harrison, who plays second base. Um, also another good talent. Uh, you got Jackson Profar uh, in the outfield, or Jerkson Profar. I don't know how you say that correctly. He played for the Padres this last season. Uh, tremendously talented dude. I like him a lot. I think he's a valued asset to a lot of different teams. Interesting to see that he hasn't gotten a deal just yet. And I'm curious to see if it's because of some of the long-term deals that people are getting or if his agent's just trying to work out something with a team that he wants to go to. Not quite sure how all that's playing out right now, but, you know, to be continued on that one. Uh, and then you got Trey Mancini. I really, really, really like Trey Mancini. I think he's good for the clubhouse. I think he was good with the Orioles. He was good with the Astros. Got himself a World Series ring this last year. Um, predominantly a DH at this point. But, you know, still got some pop in his stick. He's still got a lot of things. He's a good clubhouse guy. He survived a lot. Obviously, personally, um, he survived a lot. So he's obviously a guy that a lot of teams can use. And we're going to kind of go back to some of that here in a second. And then obviously AJ Pollock is still out there. There's a number of other potential trades like Brian Reynolds, who wants out of Pittsburgh. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity out there for people to um, grab and go. Uh, it's just amazing to me how we haven't seen as much grab and go this year. So let's move over to some teams that, Really haven't shown a lot. Now, I wrote an article that's going to go up in the locker room. Uh, today's Wednesday morning, the 4th. It'll be up either today or tomorrow. So if you don't have locker room access, I'm going to announce a way to get locker room access for the next 10 days, which is pretty awesome. So, um, But locker room access, uh, you can get that. Uh, but I wrote an article about teams that aren't doing a lot. And some of these teams, it's surprising 
how many wins it correlates to. So, for example, I didn't realize that how many losses the Detroit Tigers have had over the last five seasons, if you exclude the 2020 season only being 60 games. Um, but they haven't done much this offseason. Kansas City hasn't done a lot. Oakland hasn't done a lot. The Angels haven't done a lot. Um, the Cleveland Guardians haven't done a lot. Minnesota Twins added Joey Gallo, but they they lost um, Correa. So you basically just traded one bat for another, one that can hit for average, one that hits for power. Um, they haven't done a lot. Miami picked up uh, Gene Segura, which was a great pickup, but they've still got a lot of key free agents out there that they're um, that they could still go after. I think uh, Jesus Aguilar is still a free agent. He was their first baseman last season. Big dude. Um, great guy, great talent. Uh, but, you know, again, Miami hasn't done a lot. And that's going to be a tough, tough, tough division. Too. Obviously, Pittsburgh hasn't done a lot. Colorado hasn't done a lot. When you mention a lot of these teams that haven't spent a lot of money or haven't gone after specific teams, a lot of them are in their quote-unquote rebuilding phases, right? Rebuilding years. Well, as you're going to read in my article, it's a lot more than just a rebuilding year. Um, with some of these clubs, right? Some of these clubs have not been competitive in a number of years. Some of them haven't won um, playoff series in a number of years. It's bad, bad, right? And so in some of these places have great ballparks. Miami's got a great ballpark. Pittsburgh's got a great ballpark. Colorado's got a great ballpark to play in. So you would think that they would make a little bit more of an effort. Um, but, you know, that being said, it is what it is. Let's uh let's talk about Miami for a second. So Miami Marlins play in the National League East. That is going to be an incredibly tough division, an incredibly tough division between Philadelphia, Atlanta, and New York. Now, are the Mets going to live up to all the hype? Who knows? It's a long season. Players get hurt. You would hope it's good when Metropolis, so to speak, is good, but... Who knows how that plays itself out? Uh, the Braves have seemed to, uh, the last couple seasons, made it work. Um, obviously winning a world championship a couple seasons back, but they seem to make it work. And Philadelphia picked up Trey Turner. Uh, Mid-season, probably June, they're going to get Bryce Harper back. Uh, they still have guys like um, Ryan Hopkins, JT Riamuto. They've got some pitching. They've got a good club. So if you're the Minnesota, or I'm sorry, if you're the Miami Marlins, you're looking at this going, what do I need to do to win? Now, the scheduling changes have helped a lot of clubs. Because remember, you're going to play your one team of 30 teams in the MLB. You're going to play all 30 teams this year. So all three teams are going to give a chance to play each other. So you're going to play the other 29 teams. That means if you're Miami, you get a chance to play some of the teams that might be struggling, like an Oakland or a Kansas City or even in Minnesota, um, or Colorado. So Colorado, obviously, you're going to play because they're in the National League, but you might not see in Minnesota. You might not see the A's. You might not see the Royals. But now this year, you're going to see them, which is phenomenal. I love, love, love that concept. That helps. It kind of takes away the value of interleague play, but it, it helps struggling teams get through. Now, let's talk a little bit about, before we talk about rules, let's talk about a couple of divisions that are going to be interesting to watch. You obviously have powerhouses, the National League East and the American League East with the Yankees, 
um, in that division. Uh, the Red Sox could uh, make, you know, a run, but you've also got Tampa Bay and Toronto in that division. That's going to be a tough division. We've already mentioned the National League East. The American League uh, West and the National League West are going to be powerhouses as well. We were talking Dodgers, Padres, possibly Giants making a run. Don't sleep on the Diamondbacks. they got a young club. They've got a ton of opportunity over there. They can do a lot of fun things um, with that club. And there's not a lot of expectation for them. So they can come into a city and take two out of three or three out of four, and you didn't even realize that it happened. Everybody knows that listens to our podcast or listens to our lives. They know that I'm a Dodger fan. Arizona always plays us tough. doesn't matter if the, uh, if the Diamondbacks lose 100 games in a season. They tend to win a bunch against the Dodgers. So don't sleep on the Diamondbacks. In the American League West, you have Seattle and you have Houston. Those guys are going to be powerhouses. The Angels might be able to sneak in. The Rangers have made a lot of play, a lot of play and spent a lot of money on the mound between Nathan Abaldi and um, Jacob deGrom. Now you've got Corey Seager over there. So they're going to try to make their play, uh, which that will be interesting. That's good for baseball that you have another powerhouse there. But then you've got the American League Central and the National League Central. Both of these divisions, I think, are up for grabs. The American League Central, last year I said the White Sox were going to win it. They didn't even make the playoffs. Um, Cleveland won it. The Guardians won it. Now, the Guardians didn't get any better in the offseason. Uh, I wish that they had. It's good for baseball. Terry Francona is a fantastic manager, but they didn't get themselves any better or make themselves any better. Um, the White Sox are trying to make some moves. Um, the Twins are obviously trying to do something. So that division is kind of up for grabs. Don't be surprised if you win that division with an 88 wins, right? 84 to 88 wins. Would not surprise me. Same thing in the National League Central. In the National League Central, you have the exact same thing. You have the Cardinals who lost some key components. Um, but, you know, Wainwright is coming back, so you've got that. Um, but you've got the Cardinals over there in that division. The Cubs are trying to make a splash with Dansby Swanson and a few others. Uh, you know, Milwaukee is still trying to make their way, although they haven't done a lot in the offseason. Um, but they have a lot of young talent. I was talking with um, Casey on a podcast who is a huge Brewers fan. He said that they've got a lot of young talent that's coming up. But again, you have Pittsburgh in that division. You have Cincinnati in that division. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh aren't, you know, powerhouses this year. They're kind of rebuilding. And in addition to that, you know, who knows what the Cubs are going to do. That's probably a Cardinals-Brewers race. And again, 84 to 88 wins might win that division. Now, I could be totally wrong with the with the changes where you play 29 teams. You might have to win 95 games to win that division. I just don't see that happening. Sorry. Sorry, everybody that's listening, and, and prove me wrong, or as as a friend of ours says on the live all the time, fight me about it. So, finally, let's talk a little bit about kind of rule changes and and how they're going to benefit people, and then we'll talk a little bit about top end rivalry stuff. Um, obviously, with the shift going away, or at least how you have to play the shift, it's going to benefit a number of players. It's going to benefit the Cody Bellingers who pull a lot of balls, the Max Muncy's who pull a lot of balls, um, the uh, Joey Gallows who pull a lot of balls. For those people, um, uh, Anthony Rizzo, for those people that pull or known to be pool hitters, this is going to benefit you a ton. Now, guys and gals that are listening to this, I have no idea 
why people just don't bunt the ball on the shift and run like the wind and get yourself to first base. No idea. No idea. Again, as a Dodger fan, I watched Max Muncy do it one time this season, and I about got up and went postal. I was so excited about that. That was just awesome, 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 awesome. But, you know, with that rule change there, you're going to see some batting averages go up and some people that should be more focused um, or should be hitting better, um, you're going to see them start to hit, hit a lot better. So that's exciting. Um, and I'm looking to see how that plays itself out. We've only got about 85 days until opening day. You got the World Baseball Classic coming up. You've got uh, spring training coming up. A lot of fun things are are happening. It's the new year, right? We we're now into the thick of it because baseball season, you know, is just right around the corner, and it's the most. It's the second most wonderful time of the year, right? I joke on the uh, on the lives all the time that I love October because in October you can legally watch Charlie Brown's Pumpkin Patch without anybody looking at you sideways, right? You've got October baseball, unless you're a fan, you know, of a team that never plays in October, but you got October baseball. And then you get to make a list of all the family you want to ditch during the holidays. That's my favorite part, right? Now, please don't get into an accident if you're driving right now and listen to this and start laughing and say, Bill, I know what you mean. Anyways, anyways, um, but I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. Lots, like I said, lots of free agency stuff still going on. Read the article behind the locker room door um, that we'll post up. It's about, again, it's about, uh, you know, why teams aren't doing what they had talked about doing or at least trying to do. And then let's watch the Central, both in American League and National League. I'm saying 84 to 88 games wins that each division, both American League and National League. But, hey, prove me wrong. It'll be a lot of fun. That being said, we are so grateful for you Top Fan Rivalry followers, for those of you that, that listen to our weekly reviews, Jackson and I's weekly reviews, that listen to the Around the Diamonds with Sam and I. We're so grateful for that. Uh, we're excited that you have the ability to listen to something as a fan. We're grateful for your follows on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook and on Locals. Please follow us in all those directions. On Locals, um, you can do that for free. You can do it for a couple bucks a month. If you do it for three bucks a month, I'll send you a top fan rivalry cozy um, to carry around your soft drinks in or your beer in during the season. Um, you can follow us obviously on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. So we're just grateful for everything that you guys do. Looking forward to having another one of these uh, discussions, just you and I. So let's enjoy what's happening and let's enjoy uh, baseball. And let's enjoy uh you know, these last couple of moves and we'll take it from there. Appreciate all you mean. Hope you have a wonderful Wednesday. If you're listening to this when it drops on Wednesday, the fourth, if not, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Elsewise, stay out of trouble, stay safe, stay healthy, be good. And we'll talk to you soon. Have a good night.